There's also evil goat people. There's evil goat people, regular goat people, evil cat people. Look at these Breggle. The Breggle, the goat people. So this is just a preview. It's not everything. But what I loved reading about is the Enchanter class. The Enchanter class is like a wizard, basically. And it's it's fancy and magic, right? So it's like you get so many spells of, of first level and second level per day, right? But the Enchanter takes that and goes even more extreme. You have these things you can cast called Glamours that you can just keep casting over and over again. But then you also have these things called runes. And runes are like these extremely powerful spells. For example, a lesser rune, you can cast it like once per day. Um, and you get higher level, you can cast it like three times per day. A greater rune, you can cast it once per level. So you have to wait until you level up to cast it again. A Whoa, mighty rune, that's you, really can cast, cool. you can cast it once ever. And then it's never available to you again. And so it's like super powerful. Unravel death. You can just bring something back to life. You can summon like a ton of knights and things to save your life. You can wish. So I'm very excited. Dolman Wood, very exciting project that I backed on Kickstarter recently. Check it out on YouTube and Kickstarter. Cool. Let's start playing. Okay. I have nothing. <laughs> for you guys today. No narrative scaffolding uh, whatsoever. I got just jack shit, y'all. In that case, I think there's one. a certain corner that we should check out again. <laughs> there's a city, certain city intersection. Can we go see yeah. Sebastian? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding a little bit. I knew you were. Let's. What you were? Do a recap because I'm certain that everybody here, including me, has forgotten the information that was delivered. I resent that. I I know at least a little bit more than you. No, that's true. Marcus knows. Marcus knows all of it. <laughs> he ever understands what the coy language is hinting at because he designed it with me. <laughs> but okay. So let me just repeat this information. Because I think it's important information to know and to have down uh, somewhere, okay? So when Jason first forged that clay compass, you felt some kind of mysterious otherworldly force that was exerting undue influence on Ver. This force was keeping him, actively keeping him away from the crew. Okay. Then, when you made it to that intersection bereft of narrative scaffolding, you felt the lack of scaffolding there was from that extra-dimensional force. And by that I mean the compass dying out, whatever thing was keeping Vare away from the crew, that was the source that caused that, okay? Uh, then Tish asked, how do I fall in the hole? I said there's no way for her to fall in the hole because it was a very special hole that opened specifically for one person to fall down. Then she asked who made the hole, and Marcus said the labyrinth is the tool that made the hole, but the intent comes from beyond. Rob also investigated and learned that it's not possible to get deeper into the labyrinth from here, but also that Ver is deeper in the labyrinth somehow. So that's all the information you have as we open on beautiful hex grid. <laughs> um, My favorite kind of grid. This stunningly clean cavern now. All the trash is gone. Even like the thin layer of dust that has accumulated here is gone. It is spotless. 
The next item on the agenda Ewan wanted you to do, if you wanted to do that, was to get ready for construction work. So that would be smoothing out the stone, opening up space, maybe doing a little planning of what you want the space to be. So this is kind of the shape of the underground. Just a black screen? Blackness? <laughs> oh, good. That's the plan. Remember what I said I had nothing, guys? <laughs> I was hoping you would fill this in for me. Uh, okay. No, that's a troll. Let me, let me, uh, let me. Oh, I was going to have an idea. <laughs> okay, there we go. Oh, nice. oh wow. That's familiar. Huh. Huh. So, this, if you recall the structure of the labyrinth, the entrance where Jason cut the hedge, that's where it says CCC entrance. Okay. Then you walked back. The circular rock formation where you went through that giant stone portal and then into the lake, that's in the center in sort of that dark green area. Uh, farther to the, I guess it would be the west of that, that's where the sedges and reeds are. That's where the giant pool is. The darker blue signals a water feature. And the red circle, that's kind of where you are right now. Gotcha. Okay. Now, this design, believe it or not, was actually modeled on the design of the CCC itself. What? Whoa. <laughs> okay, so for our listeners out there, what this map looks like is very similar to a... Um... Wayne, why don't you describe it? Uh, it looks like a blueprint. It looks like a beautifully laid out community center yeah. that has been colored... There's four big colors here. There's like a dark green. There's a yellow. For some reason. I want you guys You're to look up. Vibes? What does that mean? What, is, what specifically do you mean by that? Ren, I want you to stop talking right now. We only use the biggest colors, only the best colors, only the four biggest best colors. I'm going to be honest. Your explanation as to what this looks like was dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, is, all, it actually looks kind of like an island with distinct biomes no, in it denoted by color. <laughs> no, 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 it's not an island. It's ocean. underground. <laughs> but instead of being separated from the world by ocean, it's separated from the world by being underground. There's no hint of ocean on this map. Can this whatsoever. be the episode art? Really? Can we just make this feature. the episode art? I'll think about it. <laughs> it looks roughly trapezoidal in shape. Yeah, there you go. It's been it's been sort of slanted so that there's a downward slope. If if you imagine uh, Can a I downward make a slope, suggestion? okay, okay. Eastern slot. I, I got this. I got I think this. We should replace the hexes this. with a non-repeating tessellation. <laughs> I can't do that. It is a rough parallelogram, not a trapezoid. It's it's a rough parallelogram with uh, curved sides and uneven, almost looking like districts, um, and almost looking like landforms, divisions in it. There's 11 of them, and they're colored green, yellow, gray, a sort of like ice light blue and a darker blue with the like CCC entrance labeled in the bottom right-hand corner and going upwards from there diagonally, all four of those are green closest to the entrance. The one very, label sedges well and reeds is the whitish light blue, and I wonder what it might be trying to denote with that specific color. Yep. Yeah, that's what an art history degree gets you. I'm also, I'm also wondering. It. I'm also wondering what that denotes. 
It denotes it's the it denotes the location of the sedges and reeds. That's where the sedges and reeds are. Now that That's I've been true. staring at it for like five minutes or so, I'm deciding that it doesn't look like an island at all. It actually doesn't look like an island. Yeah, it doesn't, does it? Why it would you say that? Um, I don't know. Something it's about clearly like associations that are probably pretty personal to me and some of the other people in this call. I just don't see how you could draw that association when it's so clearly an underground space that has been mapped out by like different areas. I also that find are it interesting that to this space. We know that the CCC entrance has had more plants growing in it recently, almost like some kind of forest, and that is where the green is. I wouldn't really like a spread. It's it's like a spread of green from the CCC. Mm -hmm. Ooh. A spread of green. I'm feeling this one. The, that's not what it is, though. Is it? It's really not like that say, at all. If we say ooh, it's enough, really it'll be true. separate ooh. from that entirely. Yeah, if, if we say ooh loud enough, we can drown away trying to poo on our parade. <laughs> there is no parade. You guys are like marching around dumbly on the street, and I'm like, guys, come on in. It's gonna rain hey, soon. Hey, You're not in a parade because you can't have a parade all by yourself. The rest of us, however. <laughs> Allie's talking through the phone now. We're playing City of Mist, guys. Uh, this is a really interesting. <clears throat> this is a really interesting division of districts. I'm going to be honest. I don't really get it. Like, why would you want everything to be so separated? Isn't that like day one bad city planning? Like, don't you want things to be more incorporated with each other? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think, you know, like living and like living near where you work and like where you shop and where you eat, like all like all of your community fixtures being within a very close range is a great I mean, it's a great and invigorating way to live um, and an invigorating way to design a community. Didn't they try that in like the Burj Khalifa where you would like never have to leave the tower it. and people just wound up hating that? Are that more like yeah. like European small cities with like pedestrian zones and and dense urban housing? I mean, it can go wrong though. They also tried it in the Soviet Union, so there wouldn't be any need for uh, transport or infrastructure, and that also didn't go that well. So you, you got to pair it with good transportation and infrastructure. True. Yeah. Are they gonna put like rail cars down here? That would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. Mm. Or some kind of light rail or subway like system. We're a heavy rail. I'm really into bikes. I feel like we should give everybody bikes. I feel like the city's not really big enough to need like a heavy freight rail. We are mm. more interested in pedestrian traffic. Yeah, but streetcars would help for disability accessibility. I mean, are there streets down here though? I thought it was meant to be walked. It's like tunnels. It's like yeah, tunnels, that's why yeah. streetcars would be cool. I was imagining walking combined with trains for longer distance travel when needed. Trolley system, perhaps. I'm trying to think what this area could be used for, then. If that's, like, the living spaces, and there's a garden over there. How far is all of this stuff from each other? How expansive is the underground network? It's quite large, I would say. Is this, like, miles from the CCC entrance? How long yeah. would it take to walk from entrance to circular rock formation right now? I'm trying to think of, in terms of city blocks, how large the space is. I think we should completely shit on ways plan to have it look like the CCC and make it better designed for an actual community. Whoa. <laughs> <I agree. laughs> 
You would, Will. You'd never were attached to the shape of the CCC for reasons that I'm not allowed to say out loud. <laughs> no, this, to be clear, this is just what the underground space is. Like, this is, this is the makeup of the underground yeah. space. That's really interesting, because when you were showing us the caverns and the maps and you were describing the different caverns, it did not look like this at all. It did seem more labyrinthine and less uh, open. <laughs> so I think we should well, yeah, maybe a lot of work has about... already been done, guys. Yeah, it's kind of been cleared. Like they've cleared away and opened up a lot of space. This is just like the natural biomes of the area. Biomes, huh? Biomes. biomes? We have our own microbiomes. Yes. <laughs> no, there's like different types of biomes that are just here. Underground, where? Underground. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird place down there. There's like different types of vegetation in different areas. Can you describe these Every different types week. of vegetation and these different areas? <laughs> yeah. 5.30 Mountain Central Time, or, or Mountain Standard Time, I gear up for the grudge match of the century with a dead horse, and I ne this, this <laughs> never fails to disappoint. <laughs> The, I don't know, the dark green areas have, like, thicker, more lush vegetation, I guess. Okay. The, okay uh... So there is, like, lush vegetation down here. Lush. But I thought we hadn't lush. opened up the skylights yet. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, well, it's underground vegetation. Yeah, since how many, where, how many things are, are is, can plants just function without light here? There's a, there's like a lot of different fungal growths. I don't know. Yeah, mate, yeah. The plants, are, the plants are technically fungus. We just don't talk about it. If you're demanding that this place be ecologically correct, then I demand that we stop playing this game and just like start reading a biology textbook. Because my intention yeah. when I was That's... making this place was not to have it be ecologically correct but it was to it was to provide a space that would stoke your imagination you yeah know? yeah i mean my imagination is stoked by internal consistency though but what stokes my imagination are these empty caverns that we then have to open up to light and then grow stuff in you know like if there were yeah. already so lush like... forests in here that have heretofore not been described. No, no, no they're not lush forests, I guess. There there's like, <laughs> there's like abundant <laughs> vegetation. That's not that's not a forest. There's there's nothing yeah. forest adjacent here. But it is like, lush I don't know and abundantly where the vegetated. Idea for forests came from, but they're it's not a forest. I, I would say mm -hmm. that like certain sections of the caves are like completely covered in moss. Uh, and others yes. are just have like natural drippage because they've been hollowed out as water seeps through limestone and other yet other uh, parts. Maybe the wing that we're in right now, those are like prohibition era bunkers and like speakeasies that were then abandoned. Like concrete and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think one of the areas that does have skylights has bamboo. We should have bamboo. Yeah. Well, the, no, the skylights yeah. haven't been put in yet. That's I thought there still... were skylights that were at least started under construction near the entrance, right? Those are being they, planned. They, yeah, that's, yeah th those are being planned, correct. And I guess yeah. we installed some skylights Guys, last we time. Put in <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, the we, gardeners are yeah, bringing that's... in bamboo into here to put in planters near the skylights that are being uh, started to be built. Why bamboo? Sustainable building material produces a lot of oxygen, just pretty. I like bamboo. Yeah, same. I really like bamboo. My it makes really grass. cool sounds when it burns. Yeah, 
It's really the only grass point. you can poke people with from many yards away. Is that true? I also like that one. <laughs> it's a stick. No, but like, are there other? I feel like there might be other forms of grass. Noah, do you know? <laughs> I also like that uh, one scene in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, when the guy stands on top of the bamboo and it's like waving all over the place like crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's, hey. that's such a good movie. I'm going to request that this part be cut out. Better summer, better summer. Yeah, yeah so no one this, but make sure there's a fall guy. I, am, I approve of this whole thing more than I ever have in my life. It was pretty Enrique core of you, Noah. Ooh, how does that feel, Noah? I mean, it's, it feel it's, to be it's one of the more creative ways of being called an asshole. <laughs> so yeah, this is what the underground currently looks like. It's a diverse, multiple different ecosystems in like a harmony with each other. And right now, trying to think about what to do with this space. Was there any stated plan? So I think the room you're in specifically, they didn't have a plan for that room. So whatever you want to do with that. It might pay to make some plans about transportation. Like what if this is like community bike storage? Where I went to college, there were like complimentary bike repair stations on campus. Ooh, a bike repair station. There's some like public accessible things that have just made your lives better. Fountains. I feel like showers. Public showers, Ooh. public bathing facilities. What if each character contributed an idea for this space, and so it became like a fusion of many different people's ideas? And it doesn't have to be like just the utility of it. It could also be like decorations. I would like to agree on a primary purpose for it before we mm -hmm. get into like the aesthetic agglomerado aspect, though. Can we yeah, agree, I agree on with transportation? That. I think transportation has been mentioned a lot. I agree. Yeah. I am very on board with that. I heard bike repair station. I heard showers. I heard just a bike stop. I'm interested in transportation in general and specific, maybe like a headquarters for community bikes and where we organize the uh, community repair stations like Noah mentioned. So a bike repair station. Or more than a station, like it's a, it's a headquarters for a institution that maintains stations within the whole underground. Yeah, like a little transportation hub. It's like the bike hub. This week on City of Mist, the gang develops the DMV. Yeah, the people that run the trans <laughs> that run this aspect of the transport center would work be would work there. Um it could have like storage for bikes in need of repair that haven't been able to uh be addressed yet, things like that. Yeah. And we can also get have it be like we're getting started on putting other smaller stations dotted around this area that can help make sure everyone who needs access to it can get it. And we can talk about how we achieve that. Yeah. And have like motorized attachments for uh, people who may not be able to fit on a traditional bike. Yeah, like recumbent bikes well, and stuff. What I was thinking is like golf cart. I, I'm thinking also about emergency vehicle access. I think we should have an in-community emergency vehicle. You know, this was something I was reading about urban planet planning. Communities designed to be entirely car-free actually like having serious problems because people forget about emergency or don't like fully acknowledge emergency vehicle access. So what if we focus on transportation for now, but with a emphasis that the roads have to be emergency vehicle compatible going forward? Not like not just bypass specific. Because we don't need like actual ambulances. Yeah, you're not designing a city. 
It would yeah. probably just be an, a ramp that goes up to the surface. You want good accessibility. You want short routes in like an incredibly dense area because, for example, at like Yellowstone, um, there are some paths where you have to walk two miles, even though in terms of like as the crow flies, a person may only be like a quarter of a mile from the road when they get injured. But because they're in a canyon, you've got to send in a team of 16 people because they're going to get tired extracting one person uh, while climbing, and then you need to have a backup shift for them, and then you're going to need to take as lax of a route as possible because you don't want to jostle a person who's injured, uh, because that might exacerbate the injury. And so the way that you can improve that in cities that is not like available at national parks is you can just have shitloads of paths. You can have all kinds of back alleyways and, and entrances where you can extract people without having to interrupt the flow of traffic or without having to plan this long and circuitous route to get them to safety. So like, so it's even more labyrinthine, but just in terms of there's tons of like cross streets and alleys. You know, it's like a fungal growth or, or like a fractal pattern. It sounds like what we're getting at then is like a very expansive network of capillary-like light roads, primarily. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's cool for the whole space, but I don't know that your group would be in charge of designing for this entire space. Right, that would probably be CCC leadership. So you... what if we start working on the headquarters for the bikes that will use this network that we're describing? Yeah. Wasn't part of the point, though, that you were like, this is the plan. Uh, I, Wei, don't have anything. You, the players, make it. But also wasn't the implication that we were already handed a plan and we're just doing what was done by the CCC and the UN people. I think the plan we were given is mostly done. It was clean this place out and make it livable, and now we're doing the extra credit job of turning it into something actually good and usable. Uh, yeah. And this part is a little more open-ended, maybe. What Ewan said in the beginning was, there's this space that is in the back. It's, like, far in the back, and it's one of the worst spaces, so we need you to clean it out, and we don't really know what to do with it. So you guys can do whatever you want with it. But the main areas, there's very experienced community planners who are working on designing that. Okay, but we, okay. the players, I feel like are making some of the, you know, in-game suggestions for the, you know? Yeah, that would be fun to play like a CCCC meeting yeah, where you guys actually plan it. But I don't think your characters would have much of a say in that. Yeah. All we have access to is a direct phone line to a council member who everybody in the group is friends with. None of the city planning discussion has been in character, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's true. This has just been players getting in the weeds about stuff that we wanted to talk about about the campaign. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. we were just helping way build the world, I feel like. I get that we kind of stepped outside of the scope of the scene we're in, but I still think that was a <laughs> productive discussion. That was really as fun. As long as we it. like. Keep in mind that, yes, that is outside the scope of this scene. Yeah, and that's true. Maybe we should yeah. take a uh, jot down that we want transportation to be addressed and bring the scale of this space in a little bit. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know also if a transportation hub makes sense for like a small back room. Yeah. It's kind of far. Well, I'm thinking like I'm thinking like bike lockers here. Or like a rack, where it's like very oh, compact, but you can store lots of vehicles in a small space. Or maybe like I even, like, forget bikes, maybe scooters. Like something... I like where you're going, you Noah, really but I think this specific space, we should rein in the scope 
and have it be like this is a place that is not being used for anything it's the equivalent of a shack in the woods what would we the party like to do with it yeah i pictured it maybe less of a shack in the woods and more of like one of those fun little hidden spaces at meow wolf where you could go in and be like whoa this is a cool spot that i didn't know about but it's yeah, like it's out of the way enough that it's not that great for public spaces so what if it's oh, like a bar sense. or restaurant like a yeah, i was gonna say the same I like thing that. that could be fun like it's a nice find yeah. Ooh, a restaurant. That's interesting. Agave could, like, design the drinks and make them really bitchin'. You got it, boss. We could teach the chicken, Robert's chicken parm recipe to the cooks. Oh, hell yeah. Do it in character. Jason should suggest a, a bar or a restaurant. You know, you can enhance corn dogs by putting Cheeto dust on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tish insists that all the recipes have to have a variant that includes Cheeto dust in them. Uh, Torito dust, probably, right, guys? Torito dust. Yeah, you're right. You're right, yeah, Torito. Yeah. So Jason looks up at the massive hole in the top of the dome. He's like, you know, the light is really great in here. I feel like. People would want to, like, gather here. It seems like a good hangout space. Um, I know they said they kind of gave us some instructions, like, you know, just clean it up and maybe make some suggestions as to what to make it. But, like, I feel like this could be a nice restaurant. You know, people would want to come here, spend a couple hours, get some drinks, chat, hang out. Like, this would be, like, a really nice, like, speakeasy kind of like, oh, I found this place. It's all tucked and hidden away. It's kind of special, you know? Do we know any good chefs in the community that need a space? Like maybe someone who has a food cart and they <laughs> are, have been hoping to get a permanent restaurant space. Does he want a permanent Those restaurant space? Exciting. I feel like he wants to be close to his animal shelter. But wait, I have a really quick question. Can Tay check what's above this, like in the city? Like I would like to cross-reference with maps. Robert also wants to look at the viability of lowering Chris's truck into here as, like, a guest chef. <laughs> Sometimes. Can we just have Chris come and use yeah. the kitchen as a guest chef? Well, I was thinking, like, you know how sometimes breweries that don't have a kitchen will have uh, food trucks show up outside? I just thought mm. that would be fun. This is where the ramp stick. goes, but it's not for emergency vehicles anymore. It's just for Chris. Yeah. There is a network for emergency vehicles. We're building a ramp for Chris. <laughs> I think above this space is a very large rundown area of the neighborhood that's been kind of abandoned. Old uh, housing that is kind of scrappy and people have moved out of. Cool. So you want to make this place into a restaurant. What kind of theme are we talking about here? Must a restaurant have a theme? Well, we've already got sedges. I think and it'd be cooler so... if it did have a theme. Yep. But if you don't yeah. want to come up with a theme, I, I just I want to be able to picture this restaurant in my mind, right? I want yeah. to feel the atmosphere of this restaurant. Yes. I want to be compelled by this space. Jason's Jason's got a bit of story here he can share. Ooh, and I Go. think you're taking a fairly strict idea of what a theme is. I think Wei's just talking about give the place some character. When yeah. I was a kid, there was like this really cheap neighborhood spot. Like it's like a chain, you know. Everyone's been to a Lenny's, okay? You know, you guys know. Have you guys mm. been to a Lenny's before? I yeah. have not I been to a Lenny's. As a kid, I the only way I know Lenny's is hearing you and your friends from the state you come from talking about it. As a kid, I loved Lenny's because my yeah. neighborhood Lenny's was actually the inside of it was really beautiful. We had like these green carpets. 
there was like these brick facades and like a big archway and like yeah, it's a nice waffle was a big house. archway and inside the archway there was this herbarium there were ferns and there were g- growing plants and the, there yeah. were growing plants everywhere inside the lenny's and a lenny's of all places and it was just like really warm and inviting and like not upper class anything but it was just a nice space for people to come and enjoy ambiance in a really yeah. like down to earth reminds way. me it reminds me of this place from my childhood that was also a chain that had these like huge fish tanks and it, it had like all of this very heavy uh vegetation and like these artificial misters inside and there, it was like surrounded with all these animatronic animals and it, it, it was it, oh god it was like jungle tea house or something it was like independent rainforest cafe i mean no no, no i've never even heard of a rainforest cafe I think it's Jungle Tea House. I'm I'm positive. In, in fact, it's Jungle Tea House, not yeah, Rainforest Cafe. What so, I'm saying is that what you're describing is Rainforest Cafe, but it sounds good. That's what I'm trying to describe. I don't yeah, know what a Rainforest Robert, Cafe is. So I don't know have what any. What Rainforest Cafe is? <laughs> what? Robert, are you getting Mandela affected right Robert, now? No one here has heard of Rainforest Cafe. Did, did I make that up when I was dreaming? <laughs> So yeah, okay. what do we think? Yeah, we like a like a. I don't know. I'm thinking like running waterways, tanks, open running air, waterways, and like fairy lights coming down from high places in the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Do we want to design this as like a uh, the light that our characters don't know is caused by Eddie, the little <gasps> dragonfly? Could he be like the bodega cat that lives here? <laughs> yeah. Definitely. If that's what you want, I think you might okay. have to persuade it though. I spoke to. I think the per- that persuasion should happen after we've put some more work into making it look like it's a cozy final product. Yeah. I think everybody should make a role explaining how they contribute to this space. Okay, I actually do want to have a scene here with uh, Tay and DeRoy, if that's possible. Because DeRoy is recalling the post, the immaculate poster that Tay made. And DeRoy's also thinking how he has literally never completed even a single level of Simulation Township. And what is uh, that? Ren is asking, what is that? It's a video game. Yeah, it's a video game about like building a building that... a city. Yeah. Cool. It, I mean, it explains what it's about in the title. Okay. Okay. Sure. It's like Come City on. Horizons. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, like like creature intersection. Yeah. Exactly. Or the um. The seed critter maker. Is that one? Is that, a, is, Getting is that, a bit is that lost one? in the sauce, guys? Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Okay, <laughs> um, okay so what's Deroy doing? And how does he speak to Tay? Because Deroy doesn't have Tay installed on his phone. He has like a number I can call he can call, I think. Well he can just speak. He can yeah, just but talk. like it's if he wants Tay alone, the way Noah said it was he wants it like Yeah, I think Deroy would pick up the dying remnants of the drone. <laughs> Gently in his hands, okay. <laughs> like, Tay, Tay, please. I need a favor. Stick with me. Tay, Tay. I mean, the speaker still works, I guess. No, nothing else here works. I, I don't think that the speaker is. By the way, this sounds a little bit fucked up. Like, there's the voice is cutting out. I don't think I am capable of, of bringing anything in here. And, and I know that you're quite the artist. Uh, and I am, I am hoping that maybe you might be able to share some expertise and some vision here. 
such that we can come up with a, a, a space that you think is valuable and enjoyable for uh, the people of my community? Because I, I just know I'm going to biff it. Huh. Well, I don't have much of a vision, exactly. <laughs> Literally. But let me run think about this for a second. My um, professor in a uh, class on the development of basically Western conceptions of taste, we're supposed to bring up like a piece of art or something that we considered good taste. And I brought up this like local Indian restaurant that made me think about how a restaurant is actually a very high form of art because you combine ambiance and physical gustatory sensation and a physical environment and the art and the, just the way things are set up, the way you can guide people, the interactivity of it, just how many decisions you can make to shape human experience. And that, I think, is one of the hardest things in the world for Tay to, like, understand at all or conceptualize, like, any of those things. Like, it doesn't know. That doesn't seem accurate to me at all. That seems like exactly what the mythos wants it to do. Yeah, but I mean for itself. But personally, Tay just has no taste. Like, (laughs) terrible taste. Yeah, that's true. It has, like, literally abject taste. It likes challenging art. (laughs) Like, I think the art it enjoys the most are the things that evoke the strongest emotional reactions in people. Huh. This is a really hard question. Goddamn. So, yeah, it, it probably wouldn't like this task, huh? Well, it just wouldn't know what to do with it. It's gonna make all the booths in this restaurant at such an angle that if you aren't actively pushing yourself back into the seat, you will slide out of the booth. <laughs> okay, I think what it wants to do, actually, I think the only lens it has to look at this through is it wants to design a space that Ali could go into and be safe and comfortable. I think that's what it would think about. So I think it would be focused on safety, which is the exact opposite of what DeRoy was asking about. Safety and comfort. DeRoy's going to buy a hook, line, and sinker. It could tell DeRoy that the best possible outcome is a padded room and he'd believe it. (laughs) I think what it's going to do is, is it's actually going to say, you know, DeRoy, I think you underestimate yourself. Your demolitions, right? Spin, yeah. spin this camera around. Okay. And I'm going to take like a three-dimensional scan of the rock. And what I want to do is do some kind of roll where Tay and DeRoy are working together. Because all we did was just blast a fucking hole in the ceiling and Tish did it. To make this space very structurally stable. So that there can actually be like a safe outdoor courtyard. And there's no worry about, like, falling rocks or anything like that. And I think that's what Tay can contribute, is making sure this space is physically, like, safe. And also DeRoy can help with that, because I think it's going to involve demolition work to take rock off of places. Does that make sense? Now, I will say, structural weak points was completely burnt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that's taking advantage of structural weak points. Uh, okay. (laughs) 
All right. Okay. Maybe it can be my job to identify things, you know, and your job to how do we want to do this role wise? I have two. I have two tags I could have right now that I don't, which is funny. Do we want to? While we're figuring out how to make this role, do other people want to talk about what their contributions to the space are going to be? I want to add a slide. <laughs> slide. <laughs> how are you going to add a slide? What does the slide look like? How big is the slide? What's the I shape of the, the slide? Is big. Spinny, spinny tube. <laughs> like a helix? Mm-hmm. No, like a spinny tube, man. Like a spinny tube. You gotta crawl up the rock wall to get to the top. You have to do a tube. rock climbing course to get to the top of the slide. It's a really, it's like a V-Zero. It's like a really good slide, though. <laughs> like, it's worth it. It's part of this, like, nine-course challenge where if you can eat the first three and then do all of that without vomiting, you get the <laughs> rest of it. You have to do a V-16 climb to get there, so only, like, two people in the world can experience the slide. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It would be like a smooth, flat. It's nothing. It's like a single room. A V seventeen was climbed recently. I had some rock climbing <laughs> oh, friends no. who were telling me about someone who did a V seventeen. Was it Spider Man? Was <laughs> it not an Adam Andra? Like at that point, you're you're literally digging the footholds, right? Oh, like... the world's second V seventeen sees a third ascent. So it's been done three times. Looks like. Wow. The person tried for two years before succeeding. That's a long time. So anyway, it's a V-Zero. Kitty course. All right, do you want to roll for that? Is Tish making it? <laughs> That's a little bit sketch. I'm going to consult for my city planning officials. Just gonna... So let me get this straight. What is holding up the slide? Air, air. <laughs> <laughs> Just tunnel through the rock with wind. I don't really have construction-related tags. What am I trying to do here? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good question. Are you like free climbing to like design it and stuff? Yeah, free climbing to design it. That sounds good. Can we like bring an artist NPC in here? Can we have that like woman we were talking with earlier that's in Nick's notes like help? Can we get some that local woman artists? is a thrift store owner? Can that we get woman some is like not an artist? Oh, she's not an artist herself. Could we get some like local artists to help design like the rock holds so they're both decorative and functional? I feel like Tish could design the rock holds. Tish has extensive rock climbing I'm using experience. glide on clouds because I want the slide to feel like you're gliding on clouds. You're using death defying on a V0 like little slide here. <laughs> yeah, she needs to go all the way to the death defiance so she can know how to make it right for kids. I'm going to deny that. <laughs> That's a 13. Yeah. Hell yeah. This slide, slide is going to be awesome. You dig up all your memories <laughs> of rock climbing and you're able to pull pull them all together into a rock face that's both very easy and beautiful. Just harmonizes so well. Can the slide have a loop-de-loop? -loop? <laughs> what is this slide? Wait, I, I need to get a picture of what the slide actually looks like. <laughs> that was a troll slide. <laughs> Did you know Omega Mart had a slide and then it got closed because it was too dangerous? That's what I want the slide to be. <laughs> yeah, it's closed awesome. for being too dangerous. Look how cool that is. Ooh, there it is. Very cool. Okay, I have a roll I want to make now. 
I figured out how to stretch this. I figured out how to stretch my tags to make this work. I love stretching. Mm -hmm. I think what I want to do is like use the hard light construction to make a three-dimensional map of the structural points that need reinforcement or need to be broken down in order to make things more safe. And in order to just make this a functional space, and it's not to code even slightly, but that's fine. We're not technically within city districts, are we? <laughs> um, but it is actually incredibly effective. You know, it follows like none of the rules for what design should be, but it does work. It's like uh, very absurd. So I'm, I'm creating a, a hard light construction, basically overlaying what's there. And I think for the first time, I'm going to try, Tame's going to try and use ideal form to craft something based on its own like desire. It's like manifesting its own desire for something physical, for something protective. And I'm invoking indelible connection because it's like all, it's all for Allie. Equipment on lock doesn't apply here. So protective surveillance, indelible connection, ideal form, hard light construction. Yep. We'll say it has a natural danger to, to oppose here. 13! You Woo! also got a 13. Incredible, incredible, incredible. What you got, Noah? I'm naming it safety guidelines. <laughs> a pretty underwhelming Bible quote. <laughs> but okay, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it my best shot. Oh god, I've got so many weaknesses. I've got so many weaknesses right now. Oh no! Oh god, I'm looking at um, them too! Okay. The story of droid not being able to design anything in this space successfully is a really tragic one okay but what i do like so i'm gonna invoke opening up space that's a weakness under knock them down because as we chisel away at the walls that could potentially create new hazards uh i'm going to invoke ready for a fight because deroy historically has not gotten along well with um, oh god, you're just using this roll to farm XP. I am not. No, no, I've got I, it's going to be a neutral <laughs> roll. It's going to be a neutral <laughs> roll. I'm gonna invoke ready for a fight because Deroy is pretty combative with Tay, and Deroy doesn't necessarily believe that Tay is as young as Tay says they are, or it is, because Tay's got a really deep voice, and that it's just never does said not... it's a certain age. Allie just said it was young. Ah, okay. Then Deroy does not believe. Uh, Deroy believes that Allie's been taken advantage of or lied to, and it's just or, or something. This is it's not adding up. Um, and then specifically the tag that I have for when uh, Deroy is trying to be creative, finesse, not artistry, meaning that Deroy is very skilled at accomplishing things on a technical level, but he, he doesn't have any creativity behind it. Oh, but that's the thing. I'm making you a perfect plan. Exactly, and that's that's going to represent the bonus. <laughs> um, <laughs> love which endures, I, I believe, is applicable because DeRoy is sympathetic to, like, wanting to make sure that this, like, first and foremost, that a space will not harm the people that you care about. Uh, topple technician, which is him trying to get all this dangerous material to fall off the walls. And father's wisdom, the Bible quote being Isaiah uh, 41, 7. So the carpenter encouraged the goldsmith and he that smoothest with the hammer made him that smote the anvil saying, it is ready for soldering. And he fastened it with nails that it should not be moved. That's the, so fucking being, good. 
That's no. not underwhelming at all. What the fuck? I was ready to reject it, but then I heard it and I was like, I want to give you plus two. But I won't, because I'm a fair guy, you know? Yeah. Also, I love the idea of, like, preemptively bringing down anything that might have come down anyway. Like, when they use mortars to, pre- to preemptively start avalanches before people show up in the area. Yeah, that's exactly what Tay wants. Tay wanted from us. Yeah. All right, so, make a roll. I would like to use a help point, by the way. I'm trying to figure out why I have a help point on Deroy, and I'm desperately trying to pull it up, and I need to update Google Drive on my phone, and I can't log in because I'm not on my computer, and it's not letting me... Anyway, sorry. No worries. No worries. I'm using um, a help point. <laughs> all right. So that's going to be a change the game with a plus one. That was an eight. was an eight. With an eight. I feel like this might... Maybe should have been a take the risk roll. Oh. Which would mean you succeed, but at some kind of a cost. Hmm. How about this? It accomplishes the task perfectly. The space is incredibly safe, but it's Spartan. It's got no flair to it. It looks ugly. Previously, we had these cool, beautiful cave walls, and that has all just been stripped bare to make a safe enclosure. Mm-hmm. But hey, that's gonna make mural space. Somebody else is gonna come along and make it interesting. That's not our fucking job. <laughs> Speaking of coming along and making it interesting, yeah. <laughs> uh, Robert's still asleep after all this time, and he's gonna start trying to dream. So I'm gonna use reflections of the self with the seventh iteration of the Calvin posters. Oh, you're on seven. That's badass. This time latching onto the aspect of building a sense of community that is part of his message, like taking yeah. that and thus taking these posters and twisting them into something that uh, makes these walls feel like home for the people that go here. Yeah, what would that be? Um, I think we should talk about that specifically because it's going to be specific to the community. So it's, I think, not entirely this my decision. This is a ramshackle community of people who have fallen on hard times okay have had a hard time finding housing who might be unemployed who might be suffering from mental illnesses that's what the community is like people who've fallen on hard times okay so what kind of poster image do you think would be good for that for a hole in the wall restaurant that would service such a community hole in the ceiling hole in the floor well no we blew the hole in the ceiling yeah Yeah, but but i feel like the restaurant itself is a, is a hole in the floor. floor. That's good. Maybe it's kind of punk. Maybe it's kind of it kind of has like punk graffiti vibes. I'm thinking about some specific murals in town here. Well, like it looks it looks kind of grungy and kind of harsh, but in a cool way. You know, it's it's roughshod. It's maybe um, that's the name of the restaurant. Hole in the floor. I think Robert's style is more looking to portray warmth in this action, though. Mm. Cozy punk. Yeah. See, that um, is cozy to me, but... Also, Robert is just like... That That wouldn't strike inviting to Robert, so that's yeah. not where he's going. It's a hybridization of him and the community. Yeah. I mean, the... F- yeah. yeah. My yeah. general tag is called Reflections of the Self. <laughs> also, like, more broadly, everybody's contributing their own energy to this space. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a yeah. community space that is infused with the spirit of everybody here. So I think what I'm going to do is I want to burn ingenious craftsmen to try to mm. 
make sure it portrays that this was a labor of love, not of Ooh, like that's interesting. So it's kind of counteracting the Deroy role. Yes, I'm intentionally trying to like take the coldness that came accidentally with the safety and intentionally counteract that. Show that this is a labor of love, not resources thrown at a problem. I also want to use fellow dreamers and visionaries and workers united for the dream. If you're burning a tag, though, there's no need. Oh, okay. If you're burning a tag, you just automatically get a 10, and there's no minuses to this. So That's it's fair. Just automatically the best success you could have. I do want to bring in, though, that, like, the target audience is the workers united for the dream and Robert's fellow dreamers and visionaries to hang out here. So I'm asking, Marcus, what specifically you're doing with the posters to accomplish that goal. I mean, the most important thing is that it sort of, like, speaks to the experience of hardships and yeah. brings not only, not just a reprieve from it while you're in this space, but this is a space where when you walk out, you'll be more ready to handle it, to face it. Right, so that's what you want to communicate. Yeah. But I want to know about the physical object. Yeah. So you want to communicate this, like, this resilience in the face of hardship. I'm starting to empathize with Noah when he complains about his characters being smarter than him. <laughs> Dude, it's hard to design community spaces. <laughs> One important aspect of it, though, is that things will change. The decor and furniture will change slowly as people come here and bring mm. a piece of themselves with them. Oh, that's um, sweet. Like So maybe it's one of those posters that changes depending on the angle you look at it. I was going to say, like... It has stuff for people to organize to trade furniture. Ooh, um, that's cool. Wait, what? There's like a furniture exchange that community members can bring furniture here or take or uh, agree to get given furniture when needed. Oh, that's cool. So there's like this weird eclectic mix. So like furniture rotates through this place and throughout the community by extension. Yeah, that is cool, but I guess... What do the posters have to do with that? It's like literally the number to organize to do this stuff. Oh, so it's posters advertising a furniture exchange? Like the work is done by the community. The posters are just a framework for the people to organize the, uh, the exchange. Interesting. So it's like an informational brochure. Kind of, yeah. That's the next iteration of the posters. All right, you can roll. Oh, you don't have to roll. You can also just burn and... I, th I think I want to do something instead of burning because I want weaknesses yeah i just thought burning ingenious craftsman was flavorful here but it's not worth it's not worth the xp loss exactly grind <laughs> also the using the weaknesses here i think is more flavorful than just the burn true you got a 10 Ten. that's gonna be a success you invoked a lot of logos tags so this would be you like going out and pitching the idea of this furniture exchange yeah, so dreaming a poster like maybe you're lying on the stone floor and the poster gets dreamed into existence, it slowly yep. materializes. And, then and this role represents more than just making the poster, it's also you like go a out flash forward to Robert's work. Yeah, like going out, making people know about this. And once we have people to actually work and operate the restaurant, making sure, mm. like, show it, like, showing them how to make sure it's organized in a way that the community can best use it. Yeah, that's cool and make sure that they can teach the next group of people who come after them so that this will 
be a self-sustaining thing without any continued input from Robert anymore. Yeah, flash forward into the future where this restaurant, all of the tables and chairs at this restaurant are like bespoke custom pieces. Mm -hmm. And Robert leaves for the last time as an organizer and then comes back again for the first time only as a guest. Yeah, and you get to revel in like all these different looking tables and chairs. Gives the place a lot of soul. Yeah, and everything else about the place that uh, adds up to make it great. Yeah, that's cool. One of the first things before it opens, people are donating their like old furniture to get it repaired. I think that's definitely a part of it is maybe reaching out to that thrift shop owner that with the carpentry skills and like people bring damaged furniture, which is repaired, goes into rotation in the store and then is brought to homes that need it. Mm, it's like a hybrid restaurant and almost a furniture display too. Yeah. It's like an exchange, cool. almost like a furniture thrift store at the same time as a place you go to eat food. Every like month or so, you come in and all the furniture is different. Like, yeah, or I think like... It's like a beanbag. Almost like, every bean time bag you thing. show up, like at least one thing is slightly different. There's just constant rotating furniture. I love it. That's great. Hey, Jason, if I put a bunch of glow sticks down, could you use your like gardener powers to turn them into like bioluminescent algae? Um, I don't know if those that would be my gardener powers. I think they'd just be my powers powers. Isn't that like the third thing of alchemy? Like the philosopher's stone turning lead to gold and then turning glow sticks into bioluminescent yeah. plants? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> those are the three big pillars, you know? Gotta have a trifecta. Yeah. I think Robert's now awake in another corner, like writing stuff down, planning stuff out for this, for his whole thing. And uh, also, meanwhile, he's... You wanted to be awake to watch the rest of the gang do what they do. Well, what Jason was going to do is add plants, basically. Hell yeah. What if there were, like, panels of bioluminescent algae, like tanks full of them? Okay. Or, ooh, have you heard of a, uh, what's it called? It's like a closed-off mini ecosystem. Yeah, oh, yeah. The, uh, the, the things in jars, you know? Like, yeah, there's an actual uh, thing that does that. That's oh god, wait, I need to look it up. There's these big tanks of algae that are like real life solar yeah, punk. Yes. Have you heard uh-huh. of these? Real life solar punk. What do those actually do? They're carbon capture. This sounds really familiar, but I don't know what they're called. I've seen them before, not in real life, but in photos. It's like a giant aquarium full of algae. Mm. Yeah, it's just like bright green, but they can do other stuff too. Mosses are also huge. I think the runoff from it is also used to create animal feed and stuff like that. Or ecofuel. Okay, so it's a whole like self-sustaining ecosystem with bioluminescent algae that's going to serve as like the centerpiece of this restaurant. Yeah. The algae should be out of reach of people's hands. Yeah. Also, that just looks cooler. Well, they're like in big, they're like in these big glass tanks. So, okay, good. Can't really get in it. Oh, so it's I'm imagining some that like go up in tubes. Oh, not little. Like things going up in tubes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big glass tanks of glowing green algae. So, I'm going to prototype something and then I'm going to expect Jason to use his gardener powers to make him, you know, the glow sticks into plants somehow. How does the wine of ecstasy work here? That's the vessels. They're giant glass tubes, giant glass oh, bottles. Oh, they're, they're they're shaped like bottles. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's so cute, actually. They're like sculptures. Can they be like little tubes connecting the glass sculpture tanks that are traversed by like little pollinators and things? 
across the mm. bottom between the biomes. That's cool. It's a nine. So Agave is creating the vessels right now. Mm-hmm. You got a nine. And I put glow sticks in so that Jason can like see what I what I'm thinking that they'll look like. You know, they're called liquid trees. They're called liquid trees. Liquid trees. They're also air purifiers, which is what I yeah, thought. But capture. like, I didn't. Yeah, that's a smaller one. I've seen bigger ones. I've heard like a list of 30 different things these things can do. <laughs> Algae's cool. Algae's so cool. I like that this one's at a bus stop. That's beautiful. Very cool. Did, did you guys know that moss picks up incredibly like sensitive things from its environment and testing moss for like chemicals is more efficient than actually testing air quality through like plants? There's also certain frogs that used to be used as pregnancy tests by injecting the woman's piss into it. Oh. Well, we all learned something today. So what Jason is going to do is create these tanks of algae, large rectangular panels that are placed at regular intervals throughout the the seating area of the restaurant and also connected to a system of, like, hoses that keep it watered and nutrient pipes and um, cleaning apparatus that allow the dead algae to be cleaned up. And what this mimics is an ecosystem. Now, the meaning of algae, the deeper meaning of algae, the theory of forms usia of algae is, it's a foundation block. It's like the base of a food chain. Algae produces like half of the world's oxygen. So algae is incredibly important to any ecosystem and to the planet in general. So this is serving as like a foundation stone to this whole restaurant. It's bringing a foundational vibe, if you will, to the restaurant. And that is sustainability and multi-use areas. That's a great description. Okay, so I'm going to go with theory of forms. The future is green, nurturing growth. This is Verdant so cool. boon. This is like the first time I'm using this tag, verdant boon. I feel like algae specifically, though, is really prone to over-exploiting its environment. That's why, That's why it's in the tank. That's true. I also have a bonus juice, so that, that plus three is actually a plus four. I feel like this task does have a significant degree of difficulty maybe designing these ecosystems sounds pretty hard yeah maybe like trying to bring this much stuff into being triggers my destabilizing reality weakness here yeah plus four is really fucking good i didn't i don't know what he's working using the help point anyway because ecosystems are a lot like communities I'm trying to determine the difficulty level of constructing and designing an ecosystem for Jason. What do you think that is? Do you think that's a minus three? How severe do you think the penalty is? I think maybe for another person it would be harder, but for Jason, this is like what he does, you know? So you think you're a a gardener? No, this is one of the easier ecosystems to set up. Like you're not building an actual forest. Let's do it. I'm like on the edge of my seat. I'm excited. Eight. You rolled a three, but you have a plus five. That's a three. The hell was my god. You barely got there with Agave's help. What the fuck? That Jason has been a homemade to Robert uh, in in the face of what's going on with his son, despite not knowing him as long as other people is paid off. I have to offer you a bargain here. This is interesting. What kind of thing is going to change in you? Honestly, this whole time, Jason has been doing so much 
for a community that has not been his his own traditionally and mm. he's working and working and working for his friends were a community that's accepted him, but he's really out there on a limb in terms of will the mute community accept him? Will the underground network community accept him? He's kind of on unstable footing on terms of that. That's a really good point. Maybe you take a status of guilt that you have been working so hard to help the, this neighborhood, but your own neighborhood has like you never found the energy to do that for your own neighborhood yeah so how severe yeah. do you think that should be i think it should be i think it should be like a three honestly I all right go ahead bad. and take a guilt three status that's going to be hard to remove that it's like kind of tricky to remove and that like, status is going to specifically apply when you're using your time and energy to help communities that aren't grand vista i feel like that makes it more evocative that i used the help point that comes from just generally being a good friend to Robert. That's where that help point came from, just generally being a good friend um, to Robert? Specifically, like, being supportive of him, what's going on with Vare, despite having never met him even before he awakened. Of the more relatively new people in Robert's life, he's been, like, the most supportive. Yeah, I was going to say that help point symbolizes Jason's connection to this group of people. But that yeah. could be construed as a connection that comes at the expense of his old neighbors. Okay, so Jason reaches out with his powers and takes his hands splayed, turns them until they're aligned with each other, and then spreads them out over the entire room. And these tanks fill, like the glow sticks that were swirling around Agave break apart. The luminescence of the glow sticks dissolving into floating fractal patterns and coalescing and flowing into streams that fill the tanks with this glowing green-blue substance that Jason transforms into algae with the magic of alchemy. And in this network of algal tanks, he sees that it's so much more than just buckets of algae. It represents change, it represents life, it represents death, it represents use. It's a set of lungs for the world. It's everything. And at the same time, he sees his connection to that and all of these things that he's able to bring into being. And he also sees the connections that are further and further away, the, the wider reaching connections that he has to the whole of the city and to the Grand Vista neighborhood. And he sees those connections are fraying, are weakening, because he's investing so much time with this other community. He's bringing into being his powers, and he's using them for things that he didn't think he would want to use them for, or maybe in the wrong place. And so he's overcome with an immense sense of guilt as he looks upon his creation. Wow. That image of the glow sticks dissolving into bioluminescent algae and then filling the tanks. It's very cool. Okay, so um, let's all take a moment to picture this space maybe many months into the future. It's got all kinds of bespoke unique furniture items it's got a really fun rock climbing wall into a slide and it's got all kinds of different algal tanks that glow which is especially vibrant during the nighttime what's the name what's the what's this place going to be called i like hole in the ground i'm with ren honestly <laughs> how about like forest like in the one. hole forest in the hole home in the hole it's not much of a forest though. Home in the hole. It's pretty good. Kind of. I kind of like good. that. I kind of like that. I feel like we could do better. 
<laughs> Fix way, thanks. Can I get a number in addition to that? Uh, I would give that a 7 out of 10. I'm fishing for that 9, though. It's wild when the DM's like, you know, your artistic choice that has absolutely no gameplay consequences, I'm vetoing that. That's against the rules. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is this is a brainstorming session, yeah. and just instantly going with the second idea is not great for a brainstorming session. What if it's different? If that's what you actually want, though, that's fine. I do think more people should put out ideas if they want to. I agree with that. I don't feel very strongly about it one way or the There's other. There's a name of a bar in a comic, so it's not original, but I feel like it applies really well, which is sticks and stones, but it's like the river sticks. Ooh, that's fine. I want the title to capture like the different elements of this place right i want the name to evoke its hole in the ground nature but i also want it to like evoke the bioluminous analogy Alligable i want it to capture hole. like the different types of furniture and i want it to capture like the <laughs> this face got me i'll go home <laughs> That's what you came up with? <laughs> the only thing I can confirm is that it's something I said out loud. <laughs> I don't know. The growth and glow. <laughs> I like the glow. Sink with the blue I hole. That's a, that's a good... Uh, that's good. That's a good word. Yeah, I didn't like the growth and glow, but I liked... I like the alliteration there, you know. and the glow. It's the light at the end of the tunnel. The light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> the glow at the end of the hole. Where the sun does shine. Also like a blue hole. Shine. I like where the sun does <laughs> I, shine. I like that as like an epitaph. So a blue hole is where... Yeah, like we have a tagline too. Oh, a blue hole. That's interesting. Yeah, because it's where like water erodes away and creates like a cistern where eventually the roof caves in and then you've got this aquatic environment that's like full of vibrant stuff and you could like i'm picturing the rockiness of the uh climbing wall as almost being reminiscent of like a coral reef and then you're you've got this otherworldly deep sea glow of these algal elements like a sonote blue hole is really cool they're mega dangerous though but it's not like so many people die in those like sinkhole, watering hole, all that sort of stuff is kind of. Hang on, hang yeah, on. maybe we could combine that with hole in the okay, hole. Here's what or you something. mean. What about glow hole, guys? Don't you think that? Is that a what do you think of one of these? Yeah, cenote. Yeah. Ooh, cenote. Yeah, those are awesome. How about yeah. casa cenote? Casa cenote. I like that a lot. <laughs> That's such a pretty image. Yeah, these things are beautiful in southern Mexico. Oh, where the light and stone is erodible. The sensational cenote. Oh, I'm reading about these now. We have written down as casa cenote, but we pronounce it sasa cenote because we yeah. want the alliteration <laughs> so bad. We want the alliteration, yeah. Wait, I like sasa cenote. Wait, sasa cenote is my new favorite. <laughs> if we're oh, going God. to pronounce casa that wrong, I insist that we call it cenote. <laughs> <laughs> C-note. Dude, C-note? C-note is a really interesting name because that brings in the jazz vibes of mute where like C is a bass Ooh. note and you're talking about how like algae is like a foundational thing. One of the foundational pillars of mute is jazz music. 
So C-note, but spelled cenote. What if it was just the C-note? I also like the idea that it was Sasa Cenote, but they, like, changed it to Sasa C-note because people thought it was fun. Like... Sasa C-note. Like, it became fun to mispronounce, and then it, like, got fun enough to be the actual name. There's so many places that have, like, Spanish names in America that just get pronounced... Or French names, yeah. and they're pronounced the worst way you could possibly imagine it if you're a native speaker. Yeah. Um, my mom was, like, giving somebody f- uh, directions in Florida and was like, you want to cur- turn this way after es- after the road named Esta Aquí? And they were like, what is that? I've never heard of it. Oh, you mean Aquiesta? <laughs> that was the that was the farthest off one I've seen. Aquiesta? Yeah. That's a good name for, like, a restaurant. Aquiesta. That was good mouthfeel, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. That feels like the name of an antiquing place. Aquiesta. Okay, I have another another suggestion. I feel like that is my favorite so far, but what if it was like symbiosinote? Like symbiosis? Symbiote? Eh? Symbiote. Symbiote. Remember who you are. <laughs> Symbiotic cenote, but, uh, Symbiote and uh, Symbiote note are both acceptable abbreviations. Symbiote. <laughs> yeah, Symbiote is also acceptable. <laughs> Simcity. <laughs> no, Simcity, you fool. Wait, can we make it CCC? Or should we do two seats? What if we did two seats? Yeah, we already have CCC, so C- now we need the CC. Casa Cenote. to come up with the C. Yeah, Casa Cenote is CC. <laughs> it's spelled Casa Cenote, but it's pronounced Sasa Cenote, but people call it the Symbiose Note. <laughs> Getting lost in the nomenclature. I think it could be cool if people use a shit ton of different names for the place. Yeah, that's cool. Like, I feel like that's on brand. Like, as long like as that. it contains, like, cenote, symbiosis, <laughs> denote, as long as a phrase involves those, you know, to this point. Yeah. I think most people would call it the CC. Well, that's part yeah. of why it's harder to find, right? Uh, yeah, because we're... Oh, yeah. People want CC. Yeah. If, like... I went to CC, I went to C-note, I went to Cenote, yeah. I went to... Sasa. Like, so... I went to Sasa, If someone like NWYN narc showed up, they would have no idea where to go. <laughs> People intentionally keep on changing the name they use for it, like Cockney Rhyme Slang, to mislead people. I do like the idea that if you climb the rock wall, you get to change the name of the restaurant, but because the rock wall is so easy, the name of the restaurant just changes every 24 (laughs) minutes or something. Yeah, like if a couple (laughs) of kids are playing, they'll just like change it 10 times in a visit. The restaurant has been named Poop so many times. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, I think I think we're good. Any other any other suggestions? That's going to be the end of the restaurant design portion of this session. And as you're all having a good time with that, you look down, you look around, and you notice a distinct lack of a certain sun. Vare is not here. If only we had some lead on where Vare was, like a detective scaffolding. Robert get is... the clay disc out again. You get the clay disc out, and it's dead. It seems like ever since you visited that intersection, there's just nothing. So something's working against us, right? Do we know what? No, but you could investigate. No. 
that was in character says, with. No, we have no idea. What what would possibly be hiding him? Or doing whatever this is. I mean, lots of things have gone wrong in the city, right? Do you think he's like in a witness protection program? Who would admit him into one? I don't know. That's just something that happens to people, I guess. Agave, we've been over this. This is one of those things that doesn't just happen to people outside of your family. There has to be something that's able to directly interfere with the connection between you and your son, Robert. Do we know of anyone or anything that has powers like that? A faraway box. Robert's going to look down and say, you... (laughs) Oh my god, that's a deep hole. It's a faraway box, you know, your your phone goes in and then it is disconnected. (laughs) I forgot about that. That's not even on the wiki, dude. That's not on the wiki? That's like one of the most memorable lines. That's just so good. That's not on the wiki. I forgot about that. So I'm going to put that on the wiki. Hey, guys, guys, this is why you need to add... Oh, sorry, Way. This is why you need to add things to the wiki. Because Way and I are just two people. There's so many iconic things that aren't on the fucking wiki. Robert is going to turn to Jason and explain. A faraway box is just a Faraday cage that his... That their family hide their phone in. What if Vare is in a faraway box, you know? That's not what that is, Agave. But Jason, I Robert think... says, as he looks down, you, you were able to see those lines between us before. Do you understand what they are? Could it be related? I'm certain they are. Yeah. It felt like the same thing. There's no difference in connection. A connection is a connection. Yeah, but do, do you know what could... I don't know, sever one or weaken one? Are there mystical ways to do that I don't know of? Mm. Maybe makes that face for this long. Changing something? Making it not its nature? Or fooling it into believing it's something else? An illusion? Yeah. As you say that, you get the sense that that is what's happening to Ver, actually. That there's some kind of malign influence that's changing him or making him believe he's something else i think that's dark like a shadow being cast yeah the greatest illusion is that we are separate we're all connected but we can fool ourselves into thinking that we're less connected than we are i think that's what's happening to ver what if we all go sit off the street and meditate and imagine that we're something else I can, like, be a duck. If I think I'm a duck really hard, <laughs> right? I, 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 I don't disagree with you, but... So your plan to find Ver is to have Tish sit on the sidewalk and pretend to be a duck. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think more broadly, like, maybe a meditation session. I think that's a good start. Um, but, like, what maybe Jason... we can shift what exactly we do slightly. What if Jason but, runs like, us through, like, a guided we... meditation and that helps somehow? How do we find dark malign forces? I think actually usually, that's that's the plan. <laughs> usually they're just like publicly visible, but this sounds like a shadowy invisible force, you know? Well, since when are shadowy forces publicly visible, Agave? Well, like you have all sorts of like governmental features. You have all sorts of like family I mean, you're structures. You're supposed to be able to see those. Yeah. But like you usually you got all sorts of forces of control that are publicly visible, like corporations, you know? You can see corporations. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually pretty incredible how many, like, horrible things are completely and entirely public. 
Like, they keep them out of the news cycle, but it's... They're just there. They're, they're very visible. You'd be horrified if you found out what they were doing with your data. Can we try something here? Anything. No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I'm speaking in character, thank you very much. Yeah, um, you didn't hear that. You only heard what Robert said. So continue, exactly. Please. Um, That's true. Thank you, Marcus. It's impossible to work in these conditions. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, look at so, the cat. Look in her eyes. Thank you so much. Oh. Um, all right, that look in the cat's eyes restored me. Uh, so Jason uh, says, can we try something? I, I think... I want to try to retrace that connection between Robert and, and Vare, but but I, I need a little bit more. So what I want to try to do is bring in everyone's connection to Vare. Can everyone just close their eyes for a second here? I think it, it helps me if you, clo if you close, close your eyes. eyes. I'm not going to close my eyes. Everyone else close your eyes. I don't have eyes, but what I do have is a status called object feeling connection. <laughs> I'm going to close my eyes and immediately fall asleep sitting up. Dory, I can still hear you. I want you to think of the thing that connects you to Vera the most. And when you have it, just say it. You can tell it as a story or as a feeling or as a memory. I love him and I want everything for him. And Jason takes that and can feel the golden thread spooling out of Robert's chest as he spools it, gently weaving it into the air, waiting for more threads to weave. Jason's going to hear in his Bluetooth earbud, but is Jason wearing... You guys have Bluetooth earbuds that, like, you got that were given to you, I think, when we were canvassing. Is Jason wearing his? I imagine Jason just had his phone on speaker. <laughs> and and uh, Tay was talking to him through that. But, yeah, Bluetooth Bluetooth headphones, cool, too. Tay could also... It could also just, like, ask you to put it in. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, somebody else can go first if they would like. Just so I get my thoughts in order, actually. I think DeRoy is struggling a little bit because he joined the crew after Ver and Kaz left. Uh, and so when he was brought on, it was as this replacement of muscle that had left. So there's this complicated feeling of searching for your predecessor searching for the people who belong here as he's thinking of Ver, who he's only occasionally seen glimpses of going through the CCC. And yet there's something profoundly familiar about Ver that's unspeakable. Just this sense of camaraderie that doesn't really seem to have an origin, but that Deroy's only ever experienced within this group upon meeting them. Mm. So Jason spools How out much of that do you thread. express, though? Um, Does he just stand there silently, and Jason, like, pulls it out? Or does he actually say Jason stuff? Jason wanted you to express it verbally to the group. Oh, fuck. Okay, then this is going to end up as a roll. It's going to end up as a roll. Why? I think so. Because Deroy is, I think, confronting a part of himself that... He doesn't want to articulate. Like, right now, Deroy is in a very fragile place. His entire reality flickered in and out. He feels like he beat the shit out of Jason, but Jason is fine. The memories he are starting to cloud over already. Like, 
it's getting a little hazy yeah which is also upsetting probably yeah and and there are all these confusing feelings that go against all logic and i think deroy is deroy's still affected by that despair that jason seemingly uh, was feeling intensely just moments before but now he's chipper as usual and i think deroy thinks he's just going mad right now so i'm thinking that this is like a face danger kind of thing as he's trying to coalesce what is real and what is not i think i like take the risk take the risk because the success here is that you are able to share these feelings with the group gotcha whereas the downside is you get hit with a negative your despair is going to increase okay um then i think one of my tags is going to count oh man i'm rolling minus two i think yikes jason sees like the body language and the facial expression that deroy has like flicker across his face and jason says when the feeling comes up and it feels scary don't turn away from it turn into it could you take muscle memory maybe as a power tag here from the mutual memories theme Oh, crew, th- crew tags. Commonly forgotten. Oh, yeah, but... This, this connection from previous to Roy? No, that's that's just going to add cleaned out as well. <laughs> oh, no! Wait, DeRoy doesn't want this? Yeah. Doesn't want the reconnection with Ver? Or doesn't want new DeRoy to connect with anything myth? I think there's an element of history that DeRoy feels as reflex right now that is against him. So I do think muscle memory applies, but I also think cleaned out will apply. Yes, invoke that XP. We get a new tag on that theme, which is really interesting. Okay, so using the tag testimony dissection, because DeRoy's own story and feelings aren't aligning. They don't make sense in his mind, so trying to articulate them makes him feel insane. Uh, Echoes of Otherworld, which is the newest weakness that Deroy picked up when Agave flickered him back into the arena and uh, flickered out. Like, for a moment, there was this connection with something that can't be real, that isn't there. And then cleaned out because this feeling is being stifled by a growing light of gold that is impassable right now and then muscle memory yeah and i also think despair two is applying here oh yeah despair two is oh god i'm minus four oh god oh god okay no oh that's a two not quite you rolled a six and got a two that's actually really cool you had a minus four that means you had a slim chance of actually making it so i think jason gets the feeling but the joroy's despair is going to increase to a three all of these complex emotions of looking for your own replacement, feeling connected to people you've never met before for no reason, wanting yeah. to be with them, but also feeling alienated from them at the same time. Spinning all of those feelings into the thread. Can, can I do two? Is that okay? Do as many as you like. I distinctly remember the moment where Ver went from not wanting anything to wanting things, you know? But then later, when Ver was more Ver... Ver, we were hanging out at a laundromat and we were like talking about life and stuff. And then he tried to uh, cut open one of those laundry packets with a pair of scissors. So like, that was a good time. From within Robert's dream, 
How does he experience hearing that Agave met Ver in the laundromat? The start of the dream was like a nightmare Hall of Mirrors scenario. After Jason's trash monster got defeated, it changed into like a glass hallway. So a long expanse of like mirrors on either side where you look and you can see reflections of yourself. And then as you started dreaming up your vision for this space, uh, little furniture items started popping up. Weird, almost like Escher-esque dripping couches and like jagged uh, staircase banisters started populating this place. Now it's going to be, I guess, a laundromat, maybe. I feel like a symbol you should maybe use here is a small clay cup filled with wine. My idea was that the whole space would mm -hmm. be like, would feel like he's in a dryer. So it mm. starts like spinning around and then like some noise starts coming in the background. like, And you start to feel like, mm -hmm. I don't know, like a dryness, a heat. And then, yeah, maybe there's also like a wine. Maybe it's not wine. Maybe it's the glow sticks mm. might be more fitting for this environment. Like the lighting reminds you of agave, like a purple light starts to filter in behind the mirrors. Right. Okay. And you feel like like this place is suddenly like you look out and it looks like you're in the middle of a dryer like you can see large people walking around like giants walking around outside because you're spinning in a dryer i want to depict robert's frustration at learning this but realizing it's really not a useful lead at all some kind of frustration that has to do with a laundromat item a quarter rolls underneath some some piece of furniture where no one can reach it oh yeah that's really annoying a quarter materializes out of your fingertips and like rolls across the sight of the entire crew. It glints off the sunlight and then just rolls right through a crack in the wall where it just lost forever. Yeah, you can still see it, but it's far enough. It's like stuck in there enough that it'll never be worth getting out. <laughs> yeah. Ten years from now, like a couple kids finally managed to dig it out of there. <laughs> yeah. By then, it's like an ancient coin with no value outside of vague interest by collectors. Was that all agave? Uh, I think that's everything. The awakening, and then the like quiet moment in a laundromat. Yeah, I like that. The contrast between Jason the loud and the quiet. We use those connections now with three people's threads all woven together. It's it's the golden rope is beginning to thicken strength. Uh, I saw him suplex an alligator, alligator one time, and that was pretty legit. I don't think I'll ever forget that. that alligator cool. suplex. That was pretty cash money. Jason weaves those memories into the thread. <laughs> the thread now contains an alligator suplex. How many threads can you say contain an alligator suplex? This is the supreme feat of alchemy to weave cool <laughs> shit into, into being like that. Like one of those old potion recipes, like Eye of New Suplex of Alligator. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I think stories have a chemical power, and the suplexing of the alligator is a good one. <laughs> it's hard to come across suplexed alligator essence. It's very rare and useful chemical ingredient. Yeah, you need to be really strong to harvest it. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have a really like kinesthetic understanding of what's going down. Hmm. <laughs> it usually requires many people because of how many hands and manipulators need to pull it off yeah it's a lot easier if you've been designed by an artistic craftsman mm -hmm, mm -hmm. who's been sculpting anyway. like your musculature all right go ahead <laughs> um tay is just gonna be like 
I think completely honest here, but only only to Jason. It really wants to see Ver. I think it's genuinely worried about Ver. Also, the fun thing about Tay is it can go through like a massive amount of like internal character development <laughs> because it thinks so much faster than like anything else. So I feel like it just becomes inconsistent. Anyway. This is kind of a big moment. This is like the entire time Tay has been in the group, it has been very isolated. It's found it very hard to relate. And now it's like sharing something of itself. When I first heard about Robson, I felt a very strange, very unknown sense of hope. Because I have lived my entire, well, if you can call it living, if you can call it life. I've lived that entire time believing that the only person in the entire world who could even begin to understand me was Allie. The only person who could understand my feelings of alienation from what's called humanity what it feels like to be a being on the outside. But hearing that there's someone out there like me, someone that has memories from before, before they became real, that was created, that doesn't have the same experiences that the rest of the world does, uh, I want to know him. I want to talk to him. I don't understand the rest of y'all. Maybe I never will. I'm not like you. But if he wants to be found, if he needs help, I'd like to give it. And way I want, I think, after that, to take, after that, like, little meditation and influence on Jason, I want to take a crack on my defining relationship theme with the identity statement, they're the only one who understands me, which is reflexively both about Tay and about Ali. So on Tay's side, she's the only one who understands me. And maybe uh, an attention on what does it mean to be real? Yeah, uh, that sounds good. Physicality mystery. That sounds really good. That's very compelling. Yeah. Because Jason understands that Tay shared this privately. He's going to share privately with Tay that while he doesn't fully understand what's going on with it, he wants to help and he wants to connect it with Ver so that they can understand each other's experience and come to some kind of greater being. And he also says, I see you. And I hear you. And he takes that thread and he weaves it. Does Jason have one to finish us off? He pulls from his chest his own glowing thread. And he says, I knew him for a really short amount of time. He is really strong and had a depth of feeling that we're only beginning to understand. And I want to connect more to that. And I weave that into the thread. And so now we have a golden rope. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jason says, um, and as you all open your eyes, you can see it there manifested 
in real space, the golden threads coming out of each of our chests, uh, forming this golden rope. And I'm not sure where it leads. And I'm not sure if there's a roll here. Follow the yellow ghost rope. <laughs> I don't think you need to roll for this. I think there's um, a bit of courage. There's enough narrative power in just all of us giving that to just make him not yeah. need to roll. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And in fact, I think for orchestrating such a wonderful scene, you should get a, attention yeah. on whatever you want. Whatever feels most appropriate. Maybe Definitely what unites, what unites the, disjointed. the disjointed. Because your mythos has... You were your mythos in that moment. Yeah. Acting its will on Jason. Connecting. So, this rope... What is it? How large is it? What does it look like? You've I'd braided in these individual threads. It's like this golden braid. It looks like a well-braided, almost like a navel rope. Like it's strong and like cross-braided um, with six different strands. And those strands are all golden and they're all glowing. But they each, if you look closely enough, they each have a slightly different shade. So it's this braided gold yellow glowing rope perhaps you know an inch in diameter floating in space and that rope represents or it doesn't represent it is each of your connections to there yes i think tay is by the way like isn't just coming out of one place i think instead there are a bunch of like small threads that sometimes like appear to almost like come out of the air it's almost like he can only see them from certain angles because they're so small because, like, Tay doesn't have a body for a golden thread to come out of. Yeah, instantiating in the air around Tay's drone. If you look really closely, there's, like, faint dropping pixels and then a tiny little thread that coalesces into a larger thread that leads to the rope. Yeah, I think it doesn't, like, just come from the drone, especially because the drone's, like, dead. <laughs> like, it comes from your electronic devices where okay. Tay has presence. That's cool. I like that. So you now can feel this this connection is being blocked and you know the source of this malign influence on ver it's john motherfucker you were listening this whole time everyone looks at noah and then at john and we'll cut there oh you son of a bitch <laughs> roll credits you Good job, bitch, John. John. Good job, John. But like, why are you doing that to Ver? I'm gonna get you, dude. I'm gonna totally get you. Marcus is also doing that to Ver, though. Marcus is also doing that to Ver. To be fair, I assume John. Just, like... John, I assume you're not answering us today. I don't think John's. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't think I thought. Jason's gonna take a help point on Tay and Allie for that little moment of vulnerability and connection. What's our crew new crew tag gonna be? <gasps> I think the new crew tag should somehow represent Nudoroy getting closer Ooh. with the crew. But what? how does that relate to old Deroy? How does old yeah. Deroy feel about that? Uh, that's complicated, isn't it? I also, by the way, would like to take a uh, help point on Jason for the same scene. Jason! Yeah, don't forget to Jason. write down why. I'm uh, typing out my notes right now. I think I'll unburn muscle memory. I love Jason's powers. I love describing Jason's powers. 
Yeah, they're so incredible. Something I messaged Will after the like glow stick fluid into bioluminescent algae transmutation is like me listening to you describe Jason's powers. Man, I need to try more drugs. <laughs> I kind of want to unburn Oath of Hippo because we were nonviolent and uh, constructive this session. Yeah, I'm done. In a pretty profound way, I think. Yeah, especially dude, in contrast to last time, where we literally made our problem into an enemy so that we could punch it. <laughs> yeah, and not only that, but our enemy was a friend. Well, that part was <laughs> That's so true. He was supposed to be punching it with us, not against us. But things go wrong sometimes. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave muscle memory burnt, and I'm I'm gonna take a help point on Tay for the assist on the on the wall. Agave. I was adding notes to my journal for the day. How um, saucy are the additions? I mentioned Tish was a duck for a while. That, that <laughs> thing is still a plan that I want to enact. I'm, I'm yeah, dead I serious. I don't know that Tish was ever a duck, but I think she believed. You cut out hard. God damn it. Belief is half the battle. The other half is drinking an unspecified potion. I feel like uh, Jason would probably be involved somehow. I do want to see the various avian forms of Tish. We've got Falcon Tish. <laughs> Duck Tish is on the way. <laughs> Ostrich Tish. Uh, that's gonna be that's Dude, gonna be weird. Penguin Tish. It is such a shame that I that I got to uh, Rob's mythos change before making a claymation animation for Tish. Mm. Yeah, it's still the one thing I regret. Flashback. You always have flashback. Yeah, that's flashback. true. I yeah. You're right, I do need to just do a flashback. I also just want to point out, Wei, like, did not do prep, which I respect so hard. Yeah. All right, that's the end of the session.